Good evening, and welcome to Transforming Lives, the radio ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour for a live discussion providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. We want to welcome you tonight to this live broadcast of Transforming Lives coming to you from WHKW Studios 1220 in downtown Cleveland. What a great first Sunday of spring, and the Lord has given us a good Lord's Day, and we hope that you've had a good Lord's Day too. This program is a pastor's forum to help you uh, in the issues of life, the things that you may be struggling with as a believer, as a Christian, and we come from the perspective that the Word of God is supreme and the Word of God is sufficient. We're glad to be joining you tonight, and we want to ask you uh, to consider uh, calling this uh, broadcast tonight if you feel that uh, you would need some direction in the matters of your life. Uh, the Word of God is called a light for our feet and a lamp to our paths. And you may be struggling with some issues, and you would appreciate some counsel, uh, which is given to you from the Word of God, and we would be glad to hear from you. The phone number uh, locally here is 216-901-0933, and the toll-free number is 888-677-9673. Tonight we're going to be addressing... Uh, particularly how we can gain victory over life-dominating sins. And I'm joined by uh, my friends and my brothers in the Lord, Pastor Gus Supan and Pastor Armin Tiffey, uh, tonight regular members of our radio broadcast. Guys, thanks for being here nice to be this here. evening. Just before we begin to get into the topic, as uh, most of uh, the listeners would know, anybody that listens routinely, uh, this broadcast is uh, brought to you uh, via the Biblical Counseling Institute, and uh, the director of that uh, institute is the Reverend Joe Propri. He could not be with us tonight. Uh, and we wish him a happy anniversary. They, they celebrate that's right. today. They are celebrating their anniversary today, and for some reason, uh, they thought it better not to spend it with us, which I can't, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't fully understand. Um, but we're excited as, uh, as uh, instructors in the Biblical Counseling Institute to be able to promote the upcoming annual conference of BCI. It's the 18th annual conference, and it is a conference centered around the theme, Families in Crisis. And um, that is certainly true, as we see it in the, in the context of the counseling setting. The American family continues to deteriorate before our eyes. For the first time in our history, the traditional nuclear family with two parents of opposite gender and children is no longer the majority. And even those families are in crisis with teen suicides up, murders of students by students, rebellious teens diagnosed with now what's called oppositional defiant disorder, and even more. Broken homes and whole homes need help like never before, and the Bible has that help. And this conference is geared uh, for those who would uh, have these kinds of issues in their families. There's going to be all kinds of workshops uh, which will be available, different kinds of speakers and leaders for the workshops, and then the plenary speaker, that is the main speaker for the conference, will be Dr. Lou Priolo. Did I say that correct? Uh, Priolo. 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 Uh, for an Irishman, some of right. these things are tough. Let, let me, can I just add real quick sure. there, Glenn, that um, uh, this, is, this would be an excellent conference uh, for anyone, actually. But right. it's not, if you're a youth pastor, anyone working with youth, even parents, Lou Priolo is, um, has many books out uh and in fact, several of his topics are going to be on dealing with teen rebellion. So uh, it should be an excellent uh, conference, especially for people working with youth or parents. His book teens. on the complete husband is is uh, excellent as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So we would encourage you to uh, get in touch with um, BCI, uh, that is the Biblical Counseling Institute, to get more information on um, the upcoming conference. The date is May the 5th, Saturday, May the 5th. It goes from 9 o'clock in the morning until 5.30 at night, and um, there will be lunch provided uh, for the cost of the conference. And if you have questions about that, you can uh, get in touch with uh, Pastor Propri at 330-527-4205. They, they may want to uh, request the, the flyer with all of the courses on it mm -hmm. and the speakers that I'm sure— could be mailed to them if they, right. they are so inclined. Yeah, or if you want to get online, it's www.bci.org. 
www.ohio.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find out more information about that. We want, we did want to promote that at the beginning of the broadcast tonight. Last week we started uh, to talk about an issue that we face as pastors, that we face personally as Christians, that we face in the ministry, uh, and that is helping t- uh, people uh, to gain victory, uh, Christians to gain victory over life-dominating sin. And we began a, a good conversation on that, and we would like to continue that conversation. We know that there are things that... Uh, sins in people's lives that that dominate. And um, a good working definition that we gave last week of a life-dominating sin is this, a problem, substance, or attitude that controls or dominates the personality and character of a person so much so that he can actually be labeled by the problem. He's an angry man or a liar, etc., or he's a drug addict, an alcoholic, a homosexual, fearful man, etc., so we know that a problem uh, becomes life-dominating if we're labeled by the problem. And so a good thing to do, since we are prone to deceive ourselves very often in these things, is to uh, consider what would your spouse say about you in this particular area? What would your children say to you, Dad, in the matters of whether or not they think you're an angry man? Or, uh, moms, what would your kids say about you, whether or not they think that you're a worrier or a fearful uh, woman, and uh, these kinds of things. So it's, mm-hmm. it, and, and, of course, the Bible gives to us the best standard. So we want to encourage you tonight, if you find that you have been struggling with a life-dominating sin, whether it's a substance sin, whether it's an attitude sin that so dominates you that it describes your character— um, you call here tonight if uh, we can help you through the scriptures, and I'll give the number again, 216-901-0933, and the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. There's a really important passage that speaks to this issue uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and verses 9 through 11. Gus, why don't you read that passage for us? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, Mm -hmm. but you were washed, Mm. and you were sanctified, Mm. and you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. One of, I think, the most important phrases for, for people to understand in that passage is the, uh, is the phrase, do not be deceived. Mm-hmm. Do not be deceived. And when the Bible tells us not to be deceived, that means that apparently that's an area that we can deceive ourselves in and right. be deceived. And we have to be very careful with this because what we read here in this passage the Bible tells us that people who are labeled with these kinds of problems, because it is the practice of their lives, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Those are really sobering words, aren't right. they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not much of what we hear presented in Christianity today. Uh, you know, come to Jesus, and um, we can take Jesus as our Savior, but we really don't have to take Jesus as our Lord. It's a term called easy believism, isn't it? And we, we, need, we really need to be careful about that, because that's not at all what Paul is talking about here. Now, this doesn't mean that Christians will never struggle with any of these sins. We will. We will struggle with these sins. But it means that the Christian will not be mastered by these sins. Right. And you would agree that there's a difference with, with, between struggling with something and being mastered by something. And this is where we need to learn to think biblically about our relationship to sin. In this passage, Paul tells the people that this is what some of them were. And this past tense statement is so important for us to understand. And as Christians today, we need to understand uh, the emphasis of what Paul is saying here. Friend, if you're listening to this broadcast tonight and you are struggling, you are struggling to the point of saying, I am being mastered by this sin, and you claim Christ as Savior, let us assure you tonight, in the, in the most emphatic way that we can, Jesus Christ gives you victory. And victory can co- only come through Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. And it, there, the Bible doesn't tell us about the kind of Christianity that is being promoted today, where people continue to have to carry their baggage around with them. Uh, Paul says so in Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen: "In Christ you have become a new creation." What happens in that exchange? The old is gone, mm-hmm. and the new has come. This is the kind of Christianity that the Scriptures promote. This is the kind of Christianity that uh, Jesus comes to give us and to, and to offer to us. And so we have to see the importance of uh, the past tense statement. If we really belong to Christ, Paul, ta- Paul says then in, in describing conversion, he, there are three transactions that occur at the time the Lord saved them. The first is that they were washed. That is, they were spiritually cleansed by God. Uh, what is it? Uh, John says in First John that we are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We cannot have a bloodless Christianity, can we, guys? No. Nope. <clears throat> we're coming up to the time when we're speaking about uh, Christ's death uh, on behalf of of uh, His people, and um, a, an integral part of that was the shedding of His blood. And and uh, so you know, hymn writer hymn writers wrote about it and so forth and. In many churches, it seems, in many songbooks, the blood of Christ is being removed. It's too, it's too um, macabre. Yeah, it's not mm. positive. It's not uh, comforting. And especially at this time of the year when we're going into Holy Week and uh, soon and, and Good Friday, a, a real time to, to consider the, the, the work of Christ and, and what he's done for us with life-dominating problems. Mm. Mm. So here's a person maybe listening tonight, and they— um, are being dominated by a sin, if they truly belong to Jesus Christ, the Scriptures say you've been washed. Why? What Paul says in Romans, why do we want to go back to the things that once brought us shame? Right. You don't have to live there anymore. You don't have to live like that anymore. And, and, and so Paul says this past tense statement is so significant. You have been washed. Is there any detergent more powerful than the blood of Christ to clean a filthy heart? Amen. Nothing. I, I think it's important to go back to that uh, scripture in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it says, Therefore, if if anyone is in Christ, mm. this is a time to, to, to get mm. some reflection on the fact, mm. is are you in Christ? Mm-hmm. Or, or if you're not in Christ and you have this life-dominating problem, then we've got a, a, a more serious yep. issue to contend with. Yep. And it's so significant for people to determine that, and they can do that through the Scripture. Jesus says, by your fruit you will be known. Uh, Luke says in 3.8, produce fruits in keeping with repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the qualifiers. You say, you know, I seem never to be able to gain victory over this sin. You bring up the great point, Gus. Then it might be that you need to take some spiritual inventory. Are you truly a born-again believer? Mm-hmm. And that's a fair question to ask, sure, isn't sure. it? Sure, Yes. And then we see this two other aspects, that they were sanctified, meaning that they had been set apart as God's people. First Peter 2.9 speaks of this. They had been set apart to, to live a life that was different. Again, this flies in the face of what we see in, in the matters of what is called easy believism. Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, uh, when Peter is giving his message there at, the, at this, this uh, sermon, the, the sermon right after Pentecost, he says to them that this Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Christ, we, and both Savior and Lord. We cannot separate these uh, offices of Christ. He holds both. And this uh, shows us we are sanctified, we are set apart by God to be holy. And then, of course, they were justified, showing God's act as judge in declaring the sinner righteous because of Christ. And this is the expression which gives legal basis for the cleansing which has been mentioned above. In the courtroom of God, we have been declared innocent because of the work of Jesus Christ. All of these aspects are so important as we consider why it is that you may be dominated by a life-dominating sin. We're going to continue with this discussion, and if um, you are struggling with a life-dominating sin, you would like some counsel from the Word of God, we're going to encourage you to call 216-901-0933. That's 216-901-0933. That's the local number. Or 888-677-9673. This is Transforming Lives. We're going to encourage you to hang on through the the, uh, upcoming messages, the resources that are given there, and to return to the broadcast just in about two minutes. 
Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment? The Christian development class is geared for all ages? Or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. We want to welcome you back. This is Transforming Lives, a live radio broadcast coming to you from the studios of WHKW 1220. We're a group of pastors certified in biblical counseling uh, who count it an honor and a privilege to meet here every week to dispense the Word of God, to talk about it together, to encourage you with the supremacy and the sufficiency of God's Word. We're talking tonight about gaining victory over life-dominating sins. And uh, it's, a, it's an important uh, topic for us to consider. It's important for Christians, uh, those who think they're Christians, those who would desire to become Christians. And um, if you would like to talk to us perhaps about a struggle that you're having or a life-dominating sin, uh, the local number here is 216-901-0933, and then the toll-free number is 888-677-9673. We're glad to give that toll-free number. We've uh, gotten phone calls from as far away as Virginia and also emails from, um, at least an email, up from Ontario, Canada. And so we're happy to give out that toll-free number, too. Again, it's 888-677-9673. Just there on the break, we were beginning to talk about how passionate uh, we're becoming in the matters of uh, making sure that Christians understand uh, the importance of what uh, we're told there in Luke chapter 3, and that is to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Mm-hmm. If we've been washed, if we've been sanctified, if we've been justified, uh, we're going to look different, and uh, our life is going to be different, and um, Christ is going to be the Lord of our lives. And sometimes people uh, like to use Romans chapter 6 and, and verse 14, and we've talked about that mm-hmm. here, I think, on the, yes. the radio broadcast. Right. Uh, and they like to use that verse and say, well, we're not under the law, we're under grace. Um, but what Paul says there in Romans 6.14 is that sin shall not be your master any longer. Mm-hmm. Listen to that tonight. If you're listening to the radio and you're struggling, you, you feel like you've been mastered by this particular sin. You say, I've prayed, I've cried, I've confessed, I, I just can't seem to get in victory over this. Listen to what the scriptures tell you. Sin shall not be mm-hmm. your master any longer. Right. What is there any better news than we could give than that? What a privilege for us as pastors to be able to promote what the Word of God says. And I think, Glenn, that one of the the first um, uh, counsel to a person that would be if they if they claim to be a believer in Christ that is enslaved uh, to a sin, and these things are called sins that that Gus read in First Corinthians 6. And that's not the only list. There's others, you know. Mm. These life-dominating, uh, uh, that's why we call them life-dominating sins. Mm-hmm. They enslave us. Uh, but uh, a person needs to understand who they are in Christ. 
Uh, you're talking about Romans 6 and, and verse 14 where it says, and sin, for sin shall have no dominion over you. If you, if you read the whole flow from verse 1 on, uh, you see how he's building his case that sin will not have dominion over you because of your position in Christ, your identity in Christ. You are now uh, identified with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, uh, and not only for salvation, but also as far as your, you have died, it says uh, in verse, in verse uh, 3, uh, that, that uh, you, have, you, you are dead to sin in verse 2 and that you have been buried with him. Uh, and uh, now, for, now you are identified with a newness of life, this resurrected life, mm. and so on. So he, he says, consider yourself therefore dead. Jesus Christ broke the power of the sin nature in our lives. Mm-hmm. We no longer need to uh, be dominated by sin in our life. It no longer has to uh, have dominion over you. Uh, as verse 14 says. So that's, that's a very, that's a, that's a crucial, crucial truth of God's word to understand your identity in Christ. You are no longer in Adam. You know, we are now in Christ. Mm. Salvation uh, not, uh, is something that you, uh, uh, that you, um, uh, that you come from, that, that it's not only something that you are free from, but something that you are free to do mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So what would we say to the person who says, well, I've been a Christian for 35 years, but I've struggled with worry for 55 years. Mm-hmm. I just, that's mm-hmm. just the way I am. What are we going to say to that person? We're going to say to them, you, you need to know God. You need to know Jesus Christ. You need to know what when he said you were sanctified, you were set apart. This is not a, a, a wish. This is a fact of what he has done. He set us apart. You're not setting yourself apart. Mm-hmm. It's something he did for you. You need to claim that, right. uh, claim that promise, claim mm-hmm. that truth as a, a part of your, uh, your inner being. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as far as worry is concerned, if a person claims to be a worrier for 50 years and they've been a believer for 30 years and they're still a worrier, uh, they haven't really dealt with Scripture uh, that speaks to that. I mean, specifically, that speaks to worry. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, Philippians chapter 4 in particular, and you will find your solution there if they was to do their meditation on those two passages of Scripture. They will find a solution to their worry. Mm-hmm. If someone is a habitual worrier, they have to consider another sin besides worry, mm-hmm. and that is the sin of unbelief. Mm-hmm. The sin that... that, that that's that, the root of it all. Yeah, yeah. exactly, is the root of it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, while our culture may say um, worry isn't that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. the Bible tells us something different, doesn't it? And and you may want to define when you say unbelief, because you could talk to some Christians about it, and they think you mean they're not saved. No, no, no. And that's not necessarily what you're meaning here. No, I'm saying that they they are not receiving the promises Mm -hmm. that that God has given to us. That's basically it. They're, they're, They're in effect... They either don't know the promise, and that's probably the, the greater issue. Mm-hmm. They don't know the promise because they're not into the Word. Mm-hmm. They're not washed with the Word, as we talked about earlier, and therefore they don't believe that. They probably don't even know that Jesus said that, mm-hmm. that this is in his Word. They're, they're exchanging the truth for, for a lie, lie, as it says in Romans 1. What do we say to the person who would come and say, as I think perhaps we've heard often from Romans 6.14, well, I know I shouldn't, but I'm under uh, grace. I'm not under the law. And so, effectively, what they're doing is using grace as an excuse uh, to continue on in their sin. To say this is this is how I am. God's just gonna. Ha- God knows me. He knows my weakness. Well, this is just the way I am. Tell what? them to read verse one and verse fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah God. God didn't abrogate the law. He, he he fulfilled it. The law is good, and it's still there. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to just. Uh, we had a commercial going on before we came on the air today about. Uh, uh, putting the Ten Commandments in the right place, and it was putting them uh, not on a on a building wall and not on a plaque in your house, but having them in your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Armin, you mentioned Romans six fourteen. Romans uh, six fourteen says, "What then shall we sin because we're not Rome, under the law but yeah, under 15, grace?" 15, verse fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Certainly not. Certainly not. And other, same with verse 1. Yeah, in other words, yeah. we're not, yes, yeah, shall we continue on in sin that grace yeah. may abound? Right, God right. forbid. The, the whole passage in Romans 6 hinges on two 
uh, two questions. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He goes for the next 13 verses up to verse 14 to say no, and here's why. And then he, then another question. Uh, are we to, to sin because we're not under law but under grace? By no means, certainly not. Then he continues on for the rest of the chapter, building his case why we shouldn't do it sin either because, uh, you know, uh, grace is the power and desire to do God's will. Uh, so grace isn't even a license. Grace does not give us a license to continue to sin. When we sin, we need God's grace, we need God's mercy, but it's not a license for me to continue to be mastered or dominated by sin. Then look at the cross. Then look at Jesus, if if it's a license. That wasn't cheap grace. Right, right. So the good news tonight is for someone who's struggling, for someone who's uh, being mastered, uh, this is what your Bible tells you. Sin is shall not be your master. The good news is the Bible tells us that we can have victory over every life-dominating sin. Now listen, even the ones that the world tells us we can have victory over. Yes. And that is so significant. Your Bible tells you you can. And many have. And many have. There are many testimonies. I'm I'm one of them. I I, I, I I, I was addicted for years. Yeah. So You were chemically addicted. Every day was a party. Drugs every day. Yeah. Yep. You know, for several years. And Christ oh, has think, given you yeah. victory. Yeah, That's the, right. The, yeah. the great hope is that, that when I emphasize the word, uh, such were mm. one of mm. you, mm. and such can be one of you out there listening now. Yep. You don't have to live in a life-dominating uh, way in, throughout your life. Yep. You, know, you know, Glenn, when you talk about easy believism, what, what's, the, what's the motive behind a Christian that runs to that? Mm. The motive behind a Christian that runs to that is that they, they have, they, if they're even a believer, and if they are a believer, they have not grown. They are, they are, if they're struggling with a sin, just because we're believers doesn't mean we're not going to have our temptations and struggles. Uh, but for some reason, they are not being overcomers they are not growing in the faith. So what they do is, instead of living with that kind of shame, they regulate themselves to an easy believism that's because right. it's easy on the conscience. That's right. That's right. And that's why it's done. That's the motive. That's right. He, he says, thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against you. We're talking about life-dominating sin. The yeah. word will I hide in my heart on a continuous basis that I might not be ensnared yeah. by these life-dominating problems, yeah. these life-dominating sins. Well, this is our topic, and the number is 216-901-0933. That is the local number, 216-901-0933. And the uh, toll-free number is 888-677-9673. If you're struggling with some of these issues, you have a question, a concern, or you know someone that's struggling with these issues and you'd like to gain counsel as to how you can talk to them we would encourage you to call the broadcast tonight. We're going to encourage you also to stay tuned to these resources that you hear coming up, and um, we'll be right back with you here on Transforming Lives after the break. desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. 
BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. This is Transforming Lives. We're glad to be joining you tonight. We trust that the broadcast is a blessing to you each week as it comes here from the studios at WHKW 1220 every Sunday night from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And we're encouraging you tonight in the matters, again, of having victory, gaining victory over a life-dominating sin. And we've described tonight that a life-dominating sin Uh, could be described as a problem, whether it's a substance problem or an attitude problem, that controls or dominates the personality and character of a person so much so that he can actually be labeled by the problem. He's an angry man or a liar, etc., or he's a drug addict, an alcoholic, a homosexual, a fearful man, etc. And so we want to encourage uh, folk tonight that uh, labels are pretty significant in this area. And we're talking about recognizing that if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. And this is significant because uh, the passage that we've addressed tonight is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, and it tells us, do not be deceived. Those who are described in this way cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a powerful uh, passage, and it's it's not to take away anyone's assurance. It's not to say that we're not going to struggle with sin. It's not going to say. It's not to say that we might not struggle with the same sin over and over again. That's not well, the point that we're making tonight. The point is that sin shall not describe your character. The point is that we we will not be dominated right. by sin. And well, so we we can choose now not to sin. That's we can right. Choose. That's right. And the the Bible tells us that we can have victory over every life dominating sin even the ones that the world tells us that we can't have victory over. We've got to realize that. We cannot put our faith in what the world says Mm -hmm. about our sin. We must put our faith in what the Bibles tell us about our sin. That's right. And if we belong to Christ, we are new creations and the old is gone. Another part of thinking biblically uh, about sin is calling sin what the Bible calls sin. And this is a dangerous game for us today, too, in the culture in which we live. Uh, No matter what the world tries and calls Um, certain things or certain actions, we must remember that if the Bible calls it sin, then it's sin. And that's that might be startling news to some who are listening to the broadcast. Sinful actions are not the cause, but only the symptom of what? Mm -hmm. Of a heart problem. And we we live in a culture that's doing its best to to change what the what what is sin, you know, whether whether it's foul language, whether it's the definition of the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Fancy names for sin. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's uh, a personal responsibility. I, I like to say that the mantra of our culture apparently uh, seems to be um, two, two mantras. My life is your fault, and my life is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, interesting. You know, yeah. this is this is a way that we like to mm-hmm. to see. So we're trying to change even the nature of uh, personal responsibility. We're trying to change the nature of God's commandments and and uh, rip them off the walls and take them down from our sight because we don't like them. Mm-hmm. It reminds us too much of of uh, what the Bible qualifies as sin. The Bible. I, I t- guess. I guess before we go into what the Bible qualifies as sin, you talked about our culture, uh, yeah. and and uh, Armin mentioned it. Uh, what does our culture call these things? For example, today. What is their definition of sin? Uh, we don't we don't uh, commit sin. We have an affair. We don't commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Right. God calls it adultery. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of these uh, this verbiage mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. that we have in our culture that people mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. that right. it that it's not a sin. Right. And we have to see that sin is the symptom. And Jesus tells us what the source is in Matthew chapter fifteen nineteen. For out of the heart mm-hmm. proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies comes out of the heart. Right. And so this is, this is why we say that uh, Christians need 
heart transplants. Mm-hmm. And it's only Christ that can give us those heart transplants and to change us and, and to make us be able to not sin. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. Right. But all of a sudden, we have this ability not to be mastered by that right. sin. And I don't know if there's any more hopeful thing a person who's listening to this broadcast tonight could hear than that. Right. We can have victory over our sinful tendencies. Mm-hmm. That's right. And God, according and, to the scriptures, according uh, to Romans 6. Yep. In Hebrews, that the word could, could penetrate into, even to the separation of bone and marrow, to the mm-hmm. thoughts and intent of the heart, mm-hmm. the application of the word to this heart that is desperately wicked and deceitful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we want to deal with the problem, we've got to look at the source of the problem. It's a little bit like, and I use this analogy in the, in the counseling setting, it's a little bit like uh, coming back into your home and finding out that the kitchen faucet has been left running and the sink is overflowing, and there's water all over the floor, the kitchen floor. And what's the first thing that you're going to do? Are you going to grab a mop and start to clean up the kitchen floor? Well, if you do that, you're going to be mopping forever. What do you have to do? You have to go to the source, and you have to turn the source off. And that's what we're talking about in this matter of gaining victory over life-dominating sin. We've got to deal with the source, and Jesus says the source is the heart. When, mm-hmm. when the uh, engine light comes on in your car, don't put a piece of black tape over it because the, it says check engine mm-hmm. because the engine that we're talking about here is the heart. Mm-hmm. Right. What is, where does James, where do, James the, the epistle of James, the, the letter of James, Chapter 1, verse 14, where does he say temptation comes from? Mm-hmm. Our own desires. Mm-hmm. It's war with It's a heart it. thing. Yep. All right. Yeah, yep. and in the, uh, yeah, I guess the, the true definition of our heart, so we understand that we're not talking about our physical heart or our emotional heart, yeah, right. uh, a romance heart That's for right. that. It, it, is a, it is the will, mm-hmm. it is the affection, mm-hmm. and it is our mind. It's the, the core of our being. The core of our being. It's, it's that which, what directs uh, our, our behavior and our actions. And why is this significant to talk about people's heart? You know, it, today, if we, in, especially in the culture of marketing the church and mm-hmm. so forth, we're mm-hmm. we're encouraged not to talk to people about these things because you know people don't want to hear this. This is difficult language. You're not mm-hmm. going to draw people if you begin to speak this way and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and what we want to do is to be sure that we're we're teaching what Jesus says. The whole counsel, all of Scripture, is God breathed. And if we want to solve a problem well, we've got to define the problem well. And, and if you're struggling with a life-dominating, you know, my preference is not to call it a problem. My preference is to call it sin. If you're struggling with a life-dominating sin, let's define it the way that the Bible defines it, not to make you feel badly, but to give you hope. Because if there's a biblical definition, then there's a biblical solution. When, when, when we get to the point that we recognize that at the very core of this life-dominating uh, problem is sin, mm. then we have, the, we have an absolute beautiful and perfect solution, and his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's, you don't have to keep going to doctors and, and going to uh, uh, people to give you different kinds of counsel and hope that they're going to give you the silver bullet mm. because the silver mm. bullet was on the cross, mm. and he... He died for that sin, Amen. and he and he empowered us to gain the victory that we talked about That's in Second right. Corinthians. Amen. His, his death, burial, and resurrection is more than just for justification of sin. That's our right. initial salvation. It's also for sanctification. That's progressing in Christ likeness, and that is so significant. I mean, it is not only the death of Christ, which which we will acknowledge once again in the mm-hmm. calendar, but it is also the resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which we That's will right. also acknowledge. Right. And Christ lives mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Greater is he that is in me, First mm-hmm. John tells us in chapter 4, than he that is in the world. Mm-hmm. What more hopeful thing can we give tonight than this truth? Well, yes, we may be offended by calling what you're struggling with as sin, but friend, when we do that, we open up your opportunity to see the Bible's solution for victory. This is what Resurrection Sunday is all about. Mm. So the sooner we agree with the Bible's definition of sin and grasp the seriousness of sin, the sooner we are to be able to have victory over it. This is true for life-dominating sin. We will excuse it less, and we will defend our weakness in doing it less when we recognize it for the sin that the Bible says it is. You know, what happens when we cheapen 
sin. What happens? We cheapen the cross. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We cheapen the, the price that was paid for our sin. And that, that is so, much, so often what we see people trying to do. Well, listen, as sinners ourselves, we're prone to that, aren't we? Yeah, it's not you know, that bad, or I'm not as bad as Gus, or you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're all sinners. Everybody's yeah. a sinner, you know. Yeah. That kind, of, as though it's a, it's a misery enjoys company. Yeah. But listen, the prophet Isaiah says it this way in fifty three and five: He was pierced for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds, we are healed. Mm-hmm. Sin is serious. And we've got to see it as being serious. Uh, our, our senior pastor is doing a series on this, and he had published last week uh, with a, in the church uh, a bulletin a list of 100 sins. And uh, he asked us to take that home and to, uh, to focus on one, on, on, on slaying or killing one of those sins. I had an opportunity to be at the bed, bedside of a dying man on Wednesday and we we met there uh, to anoint with oil and to pray, uh, 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 James five, confess your sins one to another. We I says we're going to do this here. And so while I was confessing my sins, uh, my Christian brother on the side of me opened up his Bible, took the flyer out, and laid it down on the table next to the the, the, the dying man. And his unsaved son, his unsaved brother, picked it up, and he looked at it, and he says, "I didn't even know what." sins were mm. Mm. and he looked at them and stumbled to confess uh, what he what he for the first time was able to see mm. well this is our topic again tonight gaining victory over life dominating sin you can reach us here just for a few more minutes uh, the local number 216 the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. This is Transforming Lives. There's going to be some resources in this break. We encourage you to listen, and we'll be back in a moment. Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want you to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. This is Transforming Lives. We're coming back uh, to you here live in this uh, broadcast, an opportunity we count a privilege, and we want you to know that, uh, to be able to speak to you about uh, the things that the Bible tells us. We've been talking tonight about gaining victory over life-dominating sin, and we want to encourage you tonight that there is hope. We, we believe we have done so. As we talk about sin, we talk about the hope of a Savior. 
as we talk about uh, gaining victory over sin. We talk about the possibilities of a new life and a new heart given to us through Jesus Christ and his victory over sin and his victory over death. And so tonight, perhaps you're thinking, as our brother Armand has just asked, what do I do now? If I want victory over this issue, what do I do? And I'm going to ask him to read from Romans chapter 6 and verse 19, and then we're going to consider another verse together from 1 Corinthians. But, uh, brother, you read that verse for us, would you? Sure, because I think it's a very hopeful verse. It, uh, it's, uh, it says, I am speaking, the apostle writes in verse 19 of Romans 6, I am speaking in human terms, not because of your natural limitations, uh, because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. And I kind of find it interesting that he says, you once were a slave to sin, and that's when we have a habit, okay? That's a life-dominating sin. And uh, he says, you submitted yourself to that, and your sin led to more sin, to more sin. Your habit got worse, 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 deeper, deeper, deeper. Now he says, here's the way out. Now that you're free in Christ, present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. And what he's saying here, yeah, yeah, sin is progressive, but you know what? You know where the hope is? He's saying, so is sanctification. Sanctification is progressive, too. Mm. is what he's saying. You now have a choice. You can choose to have victory over your sinful tendencies. Mm. And as you choose to do so and you believe God for it, uh, and and you you will start growing and overcoming that life uh, 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 that that's dominate that sin that's dominating your life. And it'll be and it'll become uh, it'll become more more uh, you become more sanctified and more holy within your life. And that and sanctification progresses too, mm-hmm. and so there's hope. Yes, I, I like I like the way the uh, our Lord through the Apostle Paul closes out that chapter. For the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's where He's getting with all this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with Christ Jesus. And there's another passage in First Corinthians chapter ten thirteen, which is significant in the matters of giving hope. And uh, Gus, why don't you read that for us? There is no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. A little comment on that. Temptation is is more a trial, no trial, no difficulty, uh, no uh, life-dominating sin uh, has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not yet you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the trial, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Mm. Listen, friend, tonight to this broadcast, you may be struggling, you may be dominated by a sin. If you claim Christ, that sin can have no claim on you. And we want to encourage you with that hope. You can have victory over that life-dominating sin. Perhaps you're listening to the broadcast tonight, and you're saying to yourself, you know what, I'm not sure I'm a believer. I'm not sure I'm even a Christian. If, if the scriptures say that this shouldn't describe my character, but this, these are the very things that describe my character, what does that say about me? There is hope for you, because Jesus has died on the cross to provide the way of salvation to those that recognize that they are sinners, and Jesus Christ can forgive you. The psalmist puts it this way, and it's a, it's a comforting and encouraging psalm as we can consider this uh, topic tonight. Oh, do not remember former iniquities against us. Let your tender mercies come speedily to meet us, for we have been brought very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of your name, and deliver us and provide atonement for our sins, for your name's sake. That's our prayer for you tonight. If you realize that you're not a believer, you're not a Christian, God can yet do that wonderful, miraculous work upon you. And we would encourage you to get in touch with, with us. You can do that in a number of ways. You can email uh, the broadcast at transforminglives at yahoo.com, perhaps with a concern, a prayer request, a, a desire to know more about the gospel. And we want, we want to encourage you uh, to be able to do that. And uh, also, as we uh, begin to close the broadcast tonight, we want to thank you for allowing us the privilege of speaking with you, for 
you're listening to these broadcasts every Sunday night. We enjoy it. We count it a privilege and an honor to be able to share the Word of God with you. And we thank you and encourage you to turn it, tune in next Sunday night as well at 7 o'clock. And we will go from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And again, it is a call-in broadcast, and we would encourage you to be prepared uh, to call in. And let's just close again with this uh, upcoming conference that the Biblical Counseling Institute is hosting. It is the 18th annual conference, and it will be held at the Corn- Cornerstone Community Church in Mayfield Heights. That is our brother's church, Pastor uh, Armin Tiffy, and it is a conference themed around this issue, Families in Crisis. It is a conference for parents, for pastors, for counselors, psychologists, doctors, students, social workers, and others who are concerned about helping the family. And it's a, it's a conference for those who may be struggling. Perhaps you have a rebellious teenager uh, and you want to know how you can biblically deal and address uh, with those particular issues. There's a series of workshops, how to pray for your spouse, res- respect for authority, teaching children to honor and obey, Counseling People from Foreign Cultures, The Three A's of Counseling Habitual Sin, Helping Moms Raise Wise Kids, Assessing Your Teen's Conversion, Teens and Sex, How Far Can I Go?, The Superiority of Scripture Over Every Other Counseling System, Parenting Principles from Proverbs, Teens and Gender Identity, Helping Parents with Rebellious Children. Uh, Just as as a kind of an encouragement, we'd like to meet some of you, all of us Mm -hmm. on this panel uh, are going to be uh, participating in that conference, and yes. uh, so we'd like you to, to come out and say, uh, you know, give us a little bit of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, we we heard you on the air, and uh, uh, we'd like you to continue. Yep. So, uh, and we're yep. we're interested in in meeting you and maybe discussing some of the issues with you in person, face to face. And the conference isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg. It's very very affordable. Yeah, it's thirty five dollars per person. That's the early bird registration, and it's sixty dollars mm-hmm. per couple. See, that's nineteen eighty prices, man. And then. <laughs> <laughs> After April the 13th, $45 per person, $80 per couple. Thank you for joining us. This is Transforming Lives. We'll look forward to hearing you next week. Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. 